Welcome to the Art of Homemaking podcast, where we are reviving the art of homemaking in the modern age. I am your host, Nessa Black, and I'm joined by my co-host and best friend turned sister, Shannon Van Trees. From gardening to homesteading, cooking wholesome meals to creating a cozy home environment, we discuss it all and everything in between. Thank you for tuning in. Now pour yourself a cup of something cozy and let's get started. Welcome to the first episode of the Art of Homemaking podcast. Oh my gosh. The time is finally here. It's finally here. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about this for like... At least a month. At least a month, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not that long. It feels like it's been forever. It's flown by. It has. <laughs> I feel like this idea just came around like, bam, idea, and we're just like jumping in. But it also feels like we've been working at this forever. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yes. <laughs> we are so happy to have you guys here. This is actually a special occasion because I'm actually in Washington with Shannon, which is not going to be normal. <laughs> nope. Not typically normal at all. <laughs> yep. But for the first few episodes, I will be here, and we are going to be recording in person, which is really exciting for us, because we haven't seen each other in a whole month. <laughs> it's keep, been... keep in mind, we've been friends for almost 15 years. Let yeah. that settle in for a minute. 15 years. Oh my gosh. That's more than people have these days, I would say. I like, would say so. A pretty good chunk of time. It's definitely my longest what is that, like my, half of my life right there? <laughs> it's like a little bit less than half of your life and a little bit more than half of mine. <laughs> Just <laughs> since you're old. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm, I'm the older of us by just a couple few years. A couple years, <laughs> yep. Although I'm not far behind you. I'm going to be getting approaching 30. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we met in high school that um, way back then. Oh, my gosh. Even though we really didn't... We didn't like know each other or get to know each other rather no. more till after high school. I want, well, I want to say like, well, my senior year. Yeah. For me anyway. Yeah. I think it would have been around your senior we year. We had a couple classes together, an art class, a band class. Yeah. I think it was around that time when we actually started to become friends. So we, I want to tell you guys our friendship story or we're going to tell you our friendship story um, because I feel like that's pretty relevant to this podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Shannon said, we've been friends for like 15 years, uh, easily 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel so old. <laughs> oh. Um, and yeah, like you said, we went to high school together. How we actually became friends though, cause we went to school together for years. Yeah. But, but we didn't talk very much. We were just yeah. in the same vicinity. A she lot was of a time. year ahead of me in school. So I think I knew her name, but I didn't really know who she was. And then my brother comes home one day. And he's like, hey, I invited Shannon Parcel to um, youth group. And I was like, who? (laughs) And Sean was a year ahead. So I I was like, oh, that's random. Yeah, it was really random. And this is back in MySpace days, like long ago. And Did he message um, you on MySpace? It was a comment. I remember because I was like, oh. I got excited (laughs) because I remember like this guy from afar, I was like so attracted to his personality and just like, he seemed like a really good person. And I just thought, wow, you know, <laughs> I hadn't had a boyfriend in high school at all. I just kind of had my eyes on like focused on school and, you know, all the things I was focusing on in my life and relationships was kind of a last priority. But I remember he stuck out and I just kept thinking, that's an awesome person. And definitely like, admired from afar if you know what I mean. (laughs) 
Now, and Sean is my brother, by the way. Oh, yeah. We so forgot that part. We forgot that part. But Shannon's married to my brother. And my best friend and my brother got married. Sorry about that. <laughs> not awkward at all. No, not at all. I'm like, we have a rule that if she's talking about Sean, she has to say my husband, not your brother. But I do like to tease Vanessa from time to time and oh, say, yeah. you know, your brother and I. Oh, but it does sound kind of awkward. If we really wrap our minds around it, it's like a little awkward at times. It's a little awkward. We shared the yeah. same last name though for a brief moment in yeah, time before like, you got married what a whole year or something yeah, or we were maybe both, two years yeah i don't know yeah it would have been about two years because i think we're two years behind you guys i would say that our friendship was definitely a slow burn definitely. friendship though it was yeah. nothing overnight it was just we kind of just like rode in the same car <laughs> together to youth group for like two years and my brother would yep. blast like metal we were rolling down the road in this tiny little it was a, clown car. It was a little Nissan. Of, oh, my gosh. Was it a two-door? It was a two-door. Yeah. Yep. So super so small. I always, like, squeezed into the back, and you awkwardly <laughs> sat in the front with your hands clasped, and Sean would blast. Like, <laughs> like, break the ice, I tell you what. Like It was like, <laughs> rolling felt down cool. the road. We felt yeah. cool. It was it for any of you who know. Demon Hunter is oh, yeah. the particular it was, brand. It was, like, Christian screamo. Oh, yeah. So, you know, for at sure. least... Not devil music. Yeah. <laughs> but he was bumping that music and oh, like man. the way the car would roll down the freeway just kind of go bouncing it down was the road. Barely hovering the freeway. I mean it was a very small clown car, as Vanessa pointed out. But yep. we would we would blast that music, get pumped for youth group, and then we'd just, you know I would never talk in the car, mind you, too, because I was like, you know, admiring uh I had a crush who was driving she the car. She was Sean's secret admirer for how long do you think before <laughs> that he... That makes me sound so creepy. I am sorry. Oh no, it was a night. It was it was funny. I just, I didn't really have much to say because, you know. Oh, she was nervous. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and also I was getting to know you too, so. Yeah, I'm just like there in the back seat, the annoying little sister. Yeah. Just hanging out, third wheeling. But, um, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's funny because... Yeah, we, we rode in the same car for a long time. We we went to youth group together for, like, two years. I barely yeah. knew you. Yeah. We sat next to each other every yeah. week. And then it was, like, when Sean graduated and went off to Alaska mm-hmm. to work, we became best friends. Oh, it yeah. was, like, we just, like, it, clicked, and we can... suddenly realized, like, oh, my gosh, how did we not know that we should have been friends before? Yeah, it was during the summer, too. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we had tons of things that we were doing, and... We were like, I remember you would stay over at my oh, house and I would stay over at your house. I don't think we left each other's Yeah, so I practically lived at Vanessa's <laughs> house for like, it would have been my senior year that I was yeah. like spending the night all the time. We would stay up so late and like... Giggle and I mean, talk. We, li- we kind of lived together for a short period of time, it yeah. felt like, you yeah. know, genuinely speaking. It's... Like it was never, We I don't think we ever spent a night apart for yeah. like months yeah like seriously yeah and we never got sick of each other apparently because <laughs> no, here we are <laughs> here we are still friends i'm like how how do we make it <laughs> we got lucky <laughs> we really did um i remember we like when sh- there was one night i asked you i remember this oh. night i was like do you have a crush on anybody oh. and you just like covered your face oh. and started laughing and i was like oh my gosh i know who she has a crush oh. on i knew she liked I my brother this- i just wanted her to admit it <laughs> i knew this question was coming i remember like it was like my house and mm-hmm. my bedroom and yep. I was just like we have a girl's night and of course she has to ask the most blatantly awkward <laughs> question imaginable and <laughs> I'm like I yes. just needed you to admit it I, I was like yes <laughs> she she finally admitted she liked my brother and I was like wouldn't it be funny if you married my brother and I swear like we started talking in your about mind, a lot. like I think in your mind you were like 
I plan to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like our life is like a romantic comedy. Like, for sure. Best friends dreaming of being sisters, and then it actually happened. Like, yeah. You, have you guys ever seen Bride Wars? I feel like. Oh, yeah. Do you remember watching oh, that with me yeah. a million times before you guys got married? Um, at the end, I don't want to spoil it for you, but <laughs> one of the best friends marries the brother of the other best friend. And that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's our life. That's our life. <laughs> yeah, that is our life. <laughs> Literally, our life is a romantic comedy. I don't know anybody else who has this yeah, situation. Yeah, it's pretty rare. I'm, I always like try to explain my situation about like, yeah, so I married her brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love just wording it like that because it, it throws people off. They're like, wait, it really what? Does. Who? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so we've lived really close to each other and then we've lived really far apart. Austin and I have a wanderlust, I guess. We've traveled and moved like <sighs> cross country five or six times in five years, I want to say. And Austin's Vanessa's Austin's husband. Austin's my husband, yeah. <laughs> Austin's my sweet husband. Um, and so over the years, like, of course, we've had our ups and downs, Shannon and I, but we've, I feel like we've become closer than yeah. ever. And we always end up back in a similar place where we just get each other. Yep. Even if we're in different places in life and even if we live across the ocean from each other, which is our situation right now, mm-hmm. um, we just always find our way to each other. And you're my... You're my rock. You're always yeah. there. I'm always there. <laughs> always there. And likewise. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I figured we could um, introduce ourselves individually here so you guys know a little bit about us as human beings. Um, so I am Nessa Black. Obviously, Nessa is not my legal name. My legal name is Vanessa. <laughs> but Nessa is the ne- nickname I grew up with my whole life, and it's just kind of stuck. How long have you been married? Oh, gosh. I've been married almost seven years to my husband, Austin. Um, we've been together for nine years, though. Like, that makes me feel old when I say that. That it's number like does feel large. It feels large, and I feel so young. <laughs> and then I hear that number, and I'm like, wow, that's a long time. So I, I guess that's Nicely pretty done. cool. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. You made it. <laughs> Currently, we live on a little property in Hawaii. We aspire to homestead and live primarily off of our own land and supporting local farmers. And so we have about a third of an acre and we are planting it with fruit trees and we're going to be building some planter boxes this summer because we failed at gardening last year. <laughs> and Their house is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it's it's tiny, it's small, but and it's pretty like humble, but we do, we love our home. Um, it's just very cozy. It's right in the jungle and we have chickens all over the yard. It's kind of just my dream. <laughs> um, we have like a million chickens, I swear. So we moved into our house and it was like, what, a week later or something, a mom with chicks showed up and we started feeding her. And then I think word got around that our house was the nursery. Of course, the in the chicken community, the word got around. Of course. <laughs> They're like, you got to go stay at the Blacks. And <laughs> somehow now we have like 25 chickens that just live on our property. Mm. And they're just the sweetest funniest thing like i they make my day every day she names them by the way yeah they all have (laughs) names literally all of them (laughs) if anybody comes and stays with us they fall in love with chickens um because they they literally they will come to the door and watch you do your things they keep you company while you're hanging your laundry they do they like they always are at my feet they always are just hanging out and like if we open the door they will come inside yeah they are not afraid they're like house dogs they literally are house house chickens i'm like i think dipsy especially she's like my sweet little hen um i think she would do very well as a house chicken she would she would 
And then we have two cats, Chloe and Callie, and Austin didn't want any pets. Um, so here we are, 20 chickens and two cats later. And <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> I'm an animal fanatic, so it is what it is. Yeah, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, my name is Shannon Van Trees. Uh, I've been married for 10 years. To my brother. Yep, to her brother. <laughs> <laughs> but together for over 12 years. So getting those years racked up <laughs> slowly but surely. Um, my husband and I live in Washington State. Well, I've always lived there my whole life, and he's moved around a lot. We have one fur child. His name is Oliver. AKA, yes, a.k.a. Bear. Or he looks like a panther, so it's kind of like whatever you he want really to call him. He really does look like a panther. He's he, he's meaty. Yeah, he's muscular. He's strong. Yes, yeah. he's a strong little man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's our adopted child. We acquired him from some friends. My husband's a pilot. So that's really exciting. He's been working really hard on that, and so I've been living that whole pilot wife You've been so supportive scenario. of him yeah. for that journey. But Def- by the way, guys, becoming a pilot <laughs> is not an easy gig, and like these two have really gone through a lot to get there. And my brother, it's his, his lifelong dream to be oh, a pilot. So it's, it's just a so passion great to of see, his. see like you supporting him in it and you guys figuring that out. Yeah. I figured we would also share a bit about like what we are interested in, some of our passions, um, and then like why we decided to start this podcast really. So I am an artist in my spare time. And I recently started getting into making earth pigments, making my own pigments from rocks and dirt and all that jazz. That's really what I do when I don't have (laughs) chores to do. I'm always doing art. I'm new to gardening, but it's quickly become something that I am falling in love with because it's just so relaxing and it just kind of gives me space to think and time to be outside. So that's something that Austin and I have both been kind of diving into a lot more. Shannon's way more practiced at gardening. <laughs> You're always, like, inspiring me with your gardening knowledge. Oh, yeah. I could get lost in my garden. I just like the gardening stores. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll be like, I'm struggling with this plant. She's like, oh, yeah, well, that's a pretty common problem. I'm like, how do you know this? <laughs> I have a prized lemon tree, but I can talk more about that later. <laughs> yeah. Shannon's dad is, like, a master gardener. He's got a green thumb, for I sure. I need to pick his brain. Because <laughs> I am just, like, I mean, my mom... I always planted a vegetable garden growing up every summer, but she always is like, I don't have a green thumb. I don't know what I'm doing. I just throw <laughs> seeds in the ground and water them. And hey, so, that's all it takes? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and then I love keeping my home. I love like cleaning and design and cooking and baking and hosting and all that stuff. It's funny because, what, a year ago, I probably was griping to you about how much I hated cooking. Yeah. <laughs> you were in the experimental phase yeah. of <laughs> giving it a go, giving your best shot. Struggling. It's it's something that we've grown into, I think, and now I, I love it. I'm like, why did I ever dislike cooking? This is wonderful. And then, of course, we love to adventure outdoors. We're from the Northwest originally, kind of. I mean, we both grew up moving around a lot, but this is where we both spent most of our life um and so hiking is a big part of our life and right now we live in hawaii so we're surrounded in ocean so going to the Mm -hmm. beach is a big part of our life anything that gets us outside and moving and like in nature is just our jam for sure and just a little bit about some of my passions as i touched on before aviation is a family passion for us um as and i spend a lot of time just flying around and taking in the view from above. I think there's truly no other greater way to see nature is just from a larger perspective. Bird's eye view. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It definitely 
puts it all together, you know, the beautiful surroundings of living in the Pacific Northwest. We're avid hikers. We love backpacking, anything adventuring. Uh, some of our fa- favorite places are Mount Rainier and Olympic National Ho Rainforest, which is supposedly one of the most quiet places in the U.S. Oh, really? Uh, there's a particular spot in the Ho Rainforest. It's I, I can't remember if it's marked or not, but everyone talks about it. Whoa. Look up. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then another thing Vanessa touched on, um, I love gardening. You know, I, I could easily fill our home with so many more plants. I'm trying to slowly get into more and more each year. I just love anything nature and getting outside. Another thing, big in our household anyways, is uh, we're always in the search for the the local handmade coffee. It's the Northwest. Oh, you yeah. can't not love coffee here. It's, it's kind it's of a culture. It is a culture. <laughs> Just in fact, we got coffee before we started yes, recording this. <laughs> yes, from a local favorite. Yes. Okay. If you're ever in Southwest Washington, go to Red Leaf. The oh, yes. best coffee place. Organic coffee. So good. Very, very, very tasty. Mm-hmm. We love just kind of bopping around to find like local coffee shops. It's just for us, it's all about taking it slow. And like Sean and I, when we go there, you know, we reflect often about like, you know, what we've done in our life so far, where we plan on heading with it all and just future goals. It's kind of like our family, like recap meeting, if you will. Like it's just, we naturally just have our heart to hearts over some coffee. So that's pretty special to us. Y'all know I love home decor and design. And we just got our first house not too long ago. And I, there's blank walls and I just love just staring at the blank canvas everywhere surrounding me. And I just so thankful for it. Baking and cooking. I'm just very much into that. Started from an early age watching my mom cook and bake. And I just always love trying to make things from scratch, anything homemade. It's it's a strong passion of mine. It just makes me feel like I'm taking care of the people around me when I'm making something and sharing it. Yeah. That's something that's become a thing for me too, is like realizing that as the woman in the house, Mm -hmm. who's the homemaker, like whatever you're cooking, you're nurturing your family. Yeah. Choosing to cook healthy meals for everybody yeah. and really giving them the best start for their day. And- Absolutely. And that's kind of like, I sent my husband off when he was going to work at like 3 or 3.30 a.m. I would easily get up at 3 or 2.30 just to make him like some you know, fresh eggs. I know this is kind of like not everyone's thing, but I just felt good about like sending him out the door on like a full belly, like good yeah. food and just made me feel like he could like Vanessa said, tackle the day better and just start off on the right foot. I was going to ask you, where did you get your love for homemaking? Because we're obviously talking about homemaking in this podcast, Mm -hmm. and obviously we both have some background with that. Well, my mom, she worked all the way up until having us kids, and then she was a stay-at-home mom. And homemaking has always been a very active role in my family as a whole. And this is more generational, too. I just come from the background of seeing kind of like traditional, like the woman cleans and cooks. Yeah, like those traditional yeah. um, marriage roles from, yeah. of men and women. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of always been my like scope of marriage and like homemaking. And of course, I was married really young, 21. So I always wanted to just make a house a home and create that environment. I just have always wanted that. And all that that includes, you know, yeah. all of the chores, all of just taking pride of what you have, whether it's like an apartment, a bedroom. I mean, yeah. I've lived in it all, guys. You like, guys have had to really earn your right for your home, right? Yeah. Like, so like when we were first married, we lived in a the smallest apartment we could find. Was it you know, like 500 square feet or something? Just just really a little, small. 550, 550 maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was very it was small. Really small. We've always been just really frugal um, mm-hmm. and we've got married young. So that's also part of it. And 
then we went from that to moving in with my parents, which was like one bedroom worth of private space. Yeah, which literally was, a bedroom. <laughs> it was it was really small. I mean, and everything I owned packed up in boxes. And during that time, I really had the time to think about all the things I wanted in a home and like what I wanted my home life to look like mm-hmm. and like the routines of my husband and I. And just like we've always been able to celebrate and make um, little celebrations like a big deal. Like anything in our life, we've always found ways to celebrate no matter our environment that we were in but it is pretty special like you know the first Christmas in your your home that's that you can call your own that you've been like working so hard for we're still in that phase I feel like where our house still feels new to us oh yeah like I still haven't had like um like a Thanksgiving dinner we've never had a table of ours we've always had like a hammy-down table and currently like two cardboard tables about to change Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah we're getting our table I'll have to update everyone on that after we get it but I got the first picture of it guys oh my gosh yeah it's been a long-awaited thing for sure I'm very very excited there's something about that table it's like you know because I love to cook and bake but then where do you put it yeah so and then also like having just a common place for everyone to enjoy that meal and actually like take it in and the first centerpiece like Vanessa she bought me a candle for my table and I'm like I have it reserved I'm not burning it until that that table comes and I I will on the shelf yeah I will put it on that table get a bouquet of flowers and that will be a moment for me yeah I will look at that table and think wow we have made progress and it's like those small things for me in my life that I just really like look at it and think wow like this is this is happening and yeah I I like to celebrate the small wins in life and I feel like your guys's like living situations have really it really forced you guys to be really intentional with like making the best of where you were no matter what because if you let that get you down it yep. would have been rough. Oh, like, yeah. Living with your parents, not easy when you're Yeah, married. it is tricky. <laughs> not it, easy, but you guys... It was you know, a sacrifice. You through that, and it yep. was... You, you made the best of it. I remember seeing your guys' little space and like you had like a little candle yeah, in there. Yeah, I still made it cozy. Just made it, yeah, I made it like nice and, and yeah. made it your own. And, yeah. And I, I think that that's just so so great. And it's like what we, what we need to be doing, no matter what our situation yeah. is. Um, we need to be making the best of yeah, it no matter and enjoying where you, it. No matter where you call home, you know, you can make it your home. You yeah. don't have to have an actual house, quote unquote. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. For me, my love for homemaking kind of is similar. Like, I grew up with a stay-at-home mom as well. Um, and she started working when, I mean, she worked at home. She had a daycare in our home when I was young. And then she would do, like, odd jobs and stuff. But she was home 90% of the time when, when I was around. And we would always get out and adventure and have fun. Like, in the summer, she would drive the two-hour drive to go to the beach. Sometimes almost every day, which is, like, crazy to Austin. He's like, wow, you guys went to the beach that often. I went, like, twice in my life. But we'd go sometimes every day in the summer. But our deal was always that our home life came first and our chores came first. So we would... My brother and I would work really hard to get all the chores done so that we could go to the beach early and get an early start. And my mom's rule was always like, once once all of our chores are done, then we can go. It was never something that we dreaded either. She always made it fun. And I always just, I grew up with my mom's example of really embracing the work that we did around the home. And I think I just enjoyed it for that reason, I guess. <laughs> you guys had a cleaning business too when you were yeah. young. Yeah, my mom and I owned a cleaning business together when I was a teenager. And that was something that really taught me to love keeping my home. When we were cleaning other people's homes, I found it a nice time to really reflect. And it was like solitude for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I remember like as a teenager, you know, stressing about life, whatever, boys, mm-hmm 
friends, yeah. <laughs> whatever was going on. When I was cleaning, that would be my time where I thought through that stuff. And I remember spending time praying during that time. And it just, it like became something I loved. I, I always loved cleaning. It's therapeutic. It's, therapeutic. Yeah, it's relaxing. Yeah, exactly. It's what you make it truly, you know? Yeah, I would just like get lost in my thoughts and mm-hmm. just be totally in the moment enjoying what I'm doing and I could be scrubbing a toilet and still having a great time it was also a great time with my mom and that was always nice bonding yeah Yeah, great bonding but yeah that job really was what fueled my love for keeping my home and having my mom as a homemaker growing up really was my example yeah of homemaking absolutely And, and my young childhood life the people who know me well or have followed me for a while know that I actually grew up on an island in Alaska in my young years. And so the men were loggers and the women were homemakers. And that was kind of the example that I had from an early age. And definitely shapes a person, you know? Yeah. Wherever you come from. And it kind of just, I think that was really the what started that love for homemaking. All right, let's get into why we started this podcast. Over the last year or so, I've really developed a love for homemaking. Home life has always been an underlying passion of mine, but homemaking has become a true calling in my life, really. I always loved home life. I just, like, I didn't really see it as a calling in itself. And it took me a while to admit it to myself, honestly. I felt like I wasn't supposed to want to be a homemaker. Yeah. In today's culture where, like, feminism is celebrated, it's almost looked down upon to choose to be a homemaker. Like, you can choose to be anything but that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, like, why would you want that? Yeah. Um, like, people think it's being oppressed or choosing to be oppressed. And I I actually see it very differently. I realized that trying to fit into the culture that we live in, I was actually suppressing my true desires and the role that I felt I was made for, the role that just was in me, you know? And I finally decided to just embrace that calling and be a homemaker and make the best of that and so (laughs) that's a vital component to how the house can actually operate like having someone who's really attuned to everything yeah and it's a big job it's it's a huge it's a huge job i think what i hear a lot is like well you're not really contributing to society if you're staying home but it's like no you're contributing one of the biggest things you're making sure that everybody in your home is well taken care of and nurtured and nourished and sending them out into the world with the best like possible, possible. Mm-hmm. outcome that you can like you're, you're absolutely feeding their souls and their bellies and giving them a soft place to land at the end of the day where they know they are safe and they are loved and secure and like honestly that changes people you know yeah like when we have children i know that I'll be giving them the best start I can in life. And that's just... Raising good people. (laughs) Yeah, and and you can't... You can do that if you're not present, but I think it's a lot harder. Mm -hmm. And when when you're present at home with your kids and with your husband, like, you're, you're aware of what's going on at all times and you can make sure that things are are good, you know, (laughs) to put it simply. That's definitely where my heart's at. And I'm definitely not an expert. (laughs) Nor am I. Let's let's just make that very clear. (laughs) Definitely. I think we are both just like passionate students, you know, like we are here to learn. And our hope is to be part of reviving the art of homemaking in the modern age and be women who are looking well to the ways of their households and thriving in that role. Um, I don't think homemaking is one size fits all at all. It will look different for just about everyone. It definitely looks different for the two of us. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. I'm home yeah. full time and yeah. I'm starting a business and I spend a lot of my time tending to our home and, and I have animals that I'm taking care of and yeah. and we're you know planting our entire <laughs> property <laughs> with food. And I'm working 
full-time, but right now I'm working remotely from home. Uh, so that's kind of a lot on my plate, but I'm also like the primary person like taking care of our home due to my husband's rigorous schedule right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, I think we're both, we're doing what we can and we're prioritizing our, our roles as homemakers and learning what that looks like. Learning as we go. <laughs> learning as we go, and it's going to change over time. I think we both don't have children right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we do in the future, that will be different then even, yep. <laughs> you know. It'll change it up for yep. sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what is your why for why you wanted to start this podcast with me? <laughs> I would classify myself as an introvert, mm-hmm. more so than an extrovert, for sure. Uh, so for me, doing this is pushing myself. <laughs> it's pushing myself to grow and by sharing my passion for all things home-related. Yeah. Uh, I find myself always talking to Vanessa about what's going on in my house. And like, uh, oftentimes, we're both either building a table or buying a table at the same time or getting cell phones at the same time. Isn't it funny? Yeah, there are so many instances where I will talk to you and it just... And I'm like, oh, me too. We're doing the same things, but very far apart and not even yeah. realizing it until we're like in the middle of the project. It's funny. It <laughs> Isn't really that is. ironic? And, and it's so funny, like prior to us even talking about this podcast, she would be like, she'd send me, you know, a, a kitchen <laughs> like stool update. that she likes. And she's like, I'm considering getting these for my kitchen. And I swear to you, they are the exact same ones that are yeah. on my wish list. Ma- they are, uh, <laughs> in particular, they're West Elm stools mango mango wood wood. yes they're beautiful it's really funny and i didn't even know she was looking at like things like that Uh, we just have a lot of similarities on what we like but also a lot of contrast yeah yeah it's like we're both very different but (laughs) but we always are feeding off of each other and inspiring each other and yeah it's fun (laughs) so yeah it's just something a passion that we both really really share and uh, i just have a, a strong love for intentional design and so mm-hmm. I'm like very excited about making this house feel more homey in time. I've always been naturally in my element when it, when I'm like in my house and taking care of things. It just feels good. Like I would yeah. consider myself a homebody, but I also really like adventure. So I can't fully say that. I really like coming back home and having that home life being yeah. like a focus before I feel like I can go out and do all these adventures with my husband. We always like have mm-hmm. to reboot at home because this is our sanctuary and our little slice of paradise yeah exactly (laughs) Um, but I'm really looking forward to like finding inspiration and you know as we maybe in the future have some guests come on like learning from other people in this community that share an interest for the home and a passion and a love for all things home and just everything that encompasses yeah I really second that because for me I think I've learned more from talking to other homemakers than just being in my little bubble you know Um, oh yeah we're all just trying to find our way on like how our homes work best and what we can do and improve just the daily tasks that go on inside the home yeah and just like even the mindset and and the heart the heart of it yeah yeah like how how we are positioning our ourselves and our minds and that's been a big thing for me is Mm -hmm. just really checking myself and checking my heart where's my heart at a lot of times that's like when I'm frustrated with how things are going it just comes down to my heart's in a crummy place yeah. and I need to get it together you yeah. know and like really reposition how I'm thinking about things. I think a lot of people you know it's the common phrase the heart of the home's in the kitchen well I feel like I disagree with that I feel like the home is the heart of the household like, yeah I mean I can't say it's just one area like why can't it be all the areas of the home yeah and I think maybe even to take it a step further the the homemaker is 
kind oh, of the heart of the heartbeat. The heartbeat, the heartbeat <laughs> yeah, because you're keeping the rhythm. You're keeping yeah. the heart of the home in a in a good place. Our attitudes as homemakers, our mm-hmm. hearts as homemakers, really set the tone for everybody else. If we are mm-hmm. greeting the day with a smile and yep. with love in our yep. hearts and a, and a heart to serve, yeah. the people in our homes are going to be blessed by that. And Even the visitors that come yeah. in your home, like I always think about that, like, you know, wanting to make sure people feel comfortable and invited and feel yeah. safe. And I mean, it all just comes back to like, what are you doing in your home? Yeah. And how are you making a difference inside your home and like infiltrating the world? Like, and, and just sharing love and being a good person. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to announce the season one theme, or I guess, do you want to announce Ooh. it? <laughs> well, our season one theme is contentment <laughs> because who doesn't want and actively search out contentment, right? (laughs) We chose this word because it's just so relevant in Mm -hmm. both of our lives right now. Um, I swear all Mm -hmm. of our phone calls last several (laughs) months have been about, okay, well, we just need to learn to be content, you know? Be happy with what you have. Mm -hmm. Be grateful for where we are. But allow yourself to dream for your hopes and your plans for your future, you know? And, like, embrace this season. Embrace the now. Yeah, and make the absolute best of it even while you're dreaming of the future. Absolutely. That's something I think, especially as homemakers, sometimes we can fall into the rut of like, every day's the same, Mm -hmm. and I just wish my home was like this, and I just wish my husband would be like this. And, you know, it's easy to sometimes get caught up in our frustrations and our complaints and Mm -hmm. like really trying to position ourselves our hearts I guess to a place of contentment where we are grateful instead of yeah (laughs) that nagging woman yeah it can be really easy to like move into a home and think about all the things you want to do to and kind of get down about like that you have to do things slowly Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of what I'm currently going through is like I go through phases of like why can't I have that table now like why wasn't it here like a year ago but no good things take time yeah totally true (laughs) and I I experience that every day too our home is definitely while it's beautiful and I love it dearly there are so many things I want to change yeah to just (laughs) customize it yeah make it like a reflection of you and your family yeah exactly and and you know there's always things that we would like to change in our life whenever we get to that place if we ever do where we have everything that we want right we will be able to actually appreciate it rather than looking at it and being like well but I really like to change this because that's something yeah it's easy to fall into that trap of always thinking the grass is greener on the other side you know but at the same time my personality is like I'm looking at my blank walls right now we're in our we're in my living room by the way (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) I just I'm just so thankful for those blank walls because I didn't have walls like so to speak (laughs) like very many now I have many and (laughs) I'm just I'm just yeah there's so much opportunities that lie ahead and I'm excited to like share those projects and just that process of all that are here listening and with my (laughs) (laughs) sister-in-law we have so much to look forward to for this season and we're gonna be talking about some really interesting and I think very relevant topics. We're very excited to get into all of those. But yeah, I guess we can kind of just explain to you our tagline is reviving the art of homemaking in the modern age. And we wanted to kind of explain what that means to us. Being a homemaker doesn't have to be the stifled view of the 1950s housewife in pearls with a smile plastered on her face. Like homemakers set the tone and the culture and the environment of the home. And that's such a blessing to be in that role um, and so important. And 
I think nowadays home life is being seen as like an afterthought. Not as important. Yeah, not as important. It's like you see all these home shows where people go on and they just decorate their house really quickly. With random items. Random items, yeah, that mean (laughs) nothing to them. At the end of the day, they're beautiful show homes, but they're not really... Lived in. They haven't been lived in. Yeah, Yeah. and and I don't think you can really create a home without taking the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You can decorate a house, but you're not cultivating an environment. And I think that that's how most people see homemaking. It's just like it's unimportant <laughs> and it's and it's fluffy. But I would argue that prioritizing home life is the most effective means for influencing positive change in our culture and our communities, um, especially if you have children. My goodness, yeah. like you are raising the next generation, and what a big job, huge job, mm-hmm. a huge responsibility, mm-hmm. and such again, such a blessing. Like you have one of the most important jobs mm-hmm. in the world. You know. So we're going to be taking a fresh look at what a homemaker really is and why their role is important and what value they add um, throughout this podcast. And we want to bring back to life dyeing arts that we did for generations. Things like bread making and growing our own food and mending. mending. Yeah, mm-hmm. mending is a big one. Um, we both, I think, have <laughs> have I, been on journeys I dabble, with that. I dabble. Yeah. And something that we want to be kind of exploring as well is like keeping ancestral wisdom alive. Um, We have so much that we can learn from previous generations and ancient cultures about food and how we take care of our homes and marriage, etc. Like, you know, really looking back to like our grandmothers, great grandmothers, great, great grandmothers and like how they had wisdom passed down. We really want to kind of turn back to that and just look at, you know, what were they learning? What were they taught? Yeah, re-look at, re-examine and and learn from. What can we learn from that? Yeah. um, I feel like we have so much that we can learn from older generations. I think in this current day and age in our society it's not something that we're looking to very much so i would like to start looking at that it's a lost art in a lot of ways it really is yeah (laughs) i think being a homemaker is it's a dying art and we want to revive it that's where we're at we want to celebrate being homemakers and we're not experts we have not arrived (laughs) definitely not arrived (laughs) we will always have things to learn that's why it's an art because Mm -hmm. it's a practice Mm -hmm. it's something that we have to work at every day it's something that we joyfully plot at Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so we're going to be sharing our lessons that we learn and our blunders and encouraging and inspiring one another and passing along the wisdom that we receive as we walk our homemaker journeys (laughs) now it's time for daily delights the part of the show where we share a daily routine, music, books, shows, recipes, anything that has elevated our everyday experiences. For me, lately, I've been enjoying waiting for golden hour to come out in the Pacific Northwest when all the sun hits the the trees in my backyard and it's just my favorite time of the day. And I've been watering my plants during that time. It's just kind of like nature's version of a candle. I love that. I love that. I know, right? (laughs) I love candles. (laughs) I just think it sets sets the tone and it's relaxing anyways yeah I love just watering my garden and my grass taking care of all that we're currently in a heat wave so it Mm -hmm. is very important for a lot of reasons (laughs) my grass will die and that's been really what I've been loving and it's just really been adding to my day just going outside at that golden hour taking in a sunset those are what have really been it's like a nightcap for me I would say like before I'm heading off to bed it's, it's a nice transition it just brings you back to nature to the root of things so to speak (laughs) but what have you been up to yeah I've been 
mine's kind of random, but I've been watching the super old Little House on the Prairie series. I think it's from like the 1960s. (laughs) Yes, you have. I love it. I've been watching it on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free with some ads. It just kind of brings you back to a simpler time. And Shannon and I were just talking about this before we started Mm -hmm. recording, but I I always say like, I know in the Bible, it says that God created us for a specific time. And, you know, he set us in the time that he wanted us in. And I'm always like, but are you sure I wasn't meant to be born in the 1800s? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just love how they dressed. I love that way of life. And though there were a lot of very real challenges. um, Some things were harder for sure. Yeah, way harder. Mm -hmm. And I think the show does really good at showing the challenges of that way of life. Mm -hmm. But I also think there's so much ingenuity that comes from that. So much like you have to be so adaptable and creative. And I just... I think that that's just so beautiful. And it just gets me really inspired and excited for homesteading. That's yeah. something that is a big goal of ours, like I shared earlier, is to really live off of our land. And it's just one of those shows that I think really shows what that picture can look like. And I've just been really enjoying it. So I highly recommend it. If you haven't watched it or if you haven't watched it in a while, yeah. go on Amazon Prime and go watch it. Go check it out. Go check it out. I think you will like it. And there's tons of homemaking inspiration in that show as well. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, oh, I want to start making that. Oh, oh yeah. I get to do that. Like watching them it's hang just laundry on the line. I'm like, it's I peaceful. laundry on the line. <laughs> This concludes today's episode. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Apple has the largest listener base, and this will tell Apple to recommend our podcast to other listeners who may be interested. If you listen on another platform, you can simply copy and paste your review to that platform for others who may listen there as well. All the show notes from each episode will be available in the details section of the episode, or you can find them on my website, nessablack.com slash theartofhomemaking. You can keep up with me on my Instagram at Nessa.Black, where I share everyday life, daily thoughts, and inspiration. You can also follow Shannon on her personal Instagram at Shan.Vantrice. Until next time, we will see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.